The Mindspo Podcast. What do you see with your mind's eyes? Welcome back. Let's elevate. Roll your shoulders up and back. Unclench your jaw. Elongate your spine as you take a deep breath in. And now, exhale. Now take your mind to that person, place, or thing that you have gratitude for and start to feel into the joy available to you at all times. Elevate into a higher vibration as we expand together and dive into this conversation. Welcome back to the Mindspo podcast. You are tuning in for another manifestation episode brought to you by Manifesty app. I've got my partner in crime, my partner in business, the co-founder of Mindspo and Manifesty app, Chris Soul, sitting opposite me. Hello again. You didn't let me say, hey, baby. Oh, hey, hey baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I've got like a, I've got a rhythm with this thing you now. Do, you I do. do. I thought this episode, we were talking about what we should do. And there's so many things that we want to dive into on this podcast when it comes to manifesting. But at the end of the day, there are some really key people that have inspired us on our own manifestation journey. And when you and I are in a manifestation funk, we turn to these people. We have not been on our high flying disc to get vulnerable with you. I sat opposite Seoul two days ago and I was in not a good mood and my world was crumbling and I was probably the worst I have felt this whole entire year. I was having a complete meltdown. Like it was just a, it was a shitstorm soup. Let's just put it that way. A shit sandwich. It was a shit sandwich. And I was <laughs> in such a low vibe and I was in such an unhappy place. And Soul was gaslighting me. You were <laughs> with manifestation <laughs> advice. And he was doing the opposite of what I wanted him to do, which is just listen to me and let, let me vent it out. And he was like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Let's get back on this high flying disc. And I wanted to put that out there in case anyone listens to us and thinks that we're two people that are always like elevating and feeling great all the time. We have our moments and we've had a bit of a hard time in the last two weeks. And I feel if you're listening to this when it comes out, apparently there's seven planets in retrograde. Venus is going direct tomorrow, which big sigh in relief because I'm a triple Libra, which means Venus is my ruling planet. But look, whether you believe in astrology or not, there has not been seven planets in retrograde for over 200 years, quoting She Sees the Stars, aka Sarah, who is our really, really good friend. We have a podcast with her. If you want to go listen to that, it's one of my first podcasts on the Mindspoke podcast, but we've been having a hard time. So when I said to Soul, like, let's do a manifesting episode, I was like, who is it that we go to when we just feel like things are in a funk in our own manifestations, in our own mindset? Who is the person that we, you know, get inspired by? And that person is none other than Abraham Hicks. Now, Abraham Hicks is a person, but not really a person. And I'm going to hand that over to Sol. Sol, who is Abraham Hicks and why are we talking about her today? Well... Abraham Hicks is a source of manifestation knowledge that comes in the form of Esther Hicks, Mm -hmm. right? But Esther Hicks is the physical vessel through which this consciousness communicates from other planes of reality. I have a question. What is a physical vessel? What do you mean by physical vessel? So she's like the mouthpiece for a collection of consciousnesses that she is channeling. 
Okay, so is Esther Hicks a human? Esther Hicks is a human, right. exactly. My understanding of it is Esther and her husband, Jerry, they were both really interested in manifesting and channeling and all these things, in particular her, her late husband, Jerry. And they basically went on like a mission to figure out whether they could get her to the point where she can essentially tap in as a receiver for this like communication with with outer worldly entities entities that exist in different planes of reality and they managed to do it now the thing is me personally i used to be an extreme skeptic and i remember when i first found abraham hicks i kept hearing abraham hicks abraham hicks and suddenly it's this woman called esther and i'm like i'm trying to understand what's the deal jerry esther where is abraham and then it's like Right. So, so she channels Abraham. And like, when you see a video of Abraham Hicks, it's quite wild. She will like go up on stage because she does these tours nonstop and she will go up on stage and be like, hi, everyone. Bye. And then she kind of just drop, drops her head. And then a few seconds later, she opens her eyes and then suddenly she's Abraham and she sounds different and she speaks differently. And Abraham's a very distinct kind of voice. Now, at first I thought, okay, is this for real? Is this, is this legit? But when you start listening to Abraham, the thing you will notice is that she is so consistent. Like what she talks about, it doesn't matter how far back you go, how many years, it doesn't matter what video you watch, the messages are always the same. And she's always explaining it from a new perspective. But I found Abraham Hicks, the stuff that's coming through her, the messages are probably the most practical most easy to understand, most easy to apply, and most consistent like manifestation advice that I've ever come across. And it's really great because you can get lost in this stuff sometimes. Like I have this one book that I read quite often when I really want to mess my brain up, I open up the master key system, but it's really cryptic. It's almost enjoyable how cryptic it is, but it's really difficult to apply because you kind of just try to solve like a riddle every it, time you're reading it. It's like it. one of those books that you go to when you want to break your brain a little Literally. bit and then you want to just sit and like have an introspective moment where you feel like the universe is caving in on you and you wonder, why am I doing all this? Yeah, why am why I- does it matter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Abraham Hicks is very different to that. It's very straightforward. And the wonderful thing here is, is that when you really apply her knowledge, you are also simultaneously living the wisdom of enjoying the journey, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just about acquiring knowledge, it's about a way of being, a way of living. And she has a huge focus on enjoyment and fun and high vibrations. And I want to say that yes. I feel that for us personally, we look at manifestation like a game. We've spoken about that before. And another key foundation of Mindspo's teachings of manifestation and Manifesty's teachings of manifestation and even our philosophy on manifestation is that manifestation is a lifestyle. It's not a series of tools that you do. Like, yes, you can apply all these different tools and practices, but at the end of the day, manifestation is relating and responding to your predominant vibration, who you are being, not just who you're being on Instagram or to your students or when someone's looking, but who you are being when no one is looking. Yep. And the reason why I think Abraham is such a cool 
person to look at, if we want to call it a person, an energy, an entity, I don't know. It is because it really gets into the concept of vibration and really about how we need to tend to our vibrational frequency and focus on that. Yeah. So I've picked out, well, we've, we've together picked out a bunch of quotes mm-hmm. from, from her work that we want to share. And we're going to rift on them. We're just going to rift on them literally and just share them. I mean, you know what? This is so great because we were rereading them just before and you always catch yourself just reminding yourself. It's so easy to slip out of this state of mind sometimes. So even for me, these were great just to reread a moment ago. So let me start at the top. We have, I think, maybe about 10 of them to share. Let's go. So the first one is, quote, The universe does not know whether the vibration that you're offering is because of something you're observing or something you're remembering or something that you're imagining. It just receives the vibration and answers it with things that match it. I think when you say that, it is so spot on with science in the sense that we have this concept in science where through visualization, through mental rehearsal, we can literally imprint in our minds things that we're doing and our body doesn't know the difference. That's why things like mental rehearsal work so well, which is literally rehearsing something's going to happen. And then your brain, your body doesn't even realize that it's not happening because whatever you see in your mind becomes really, really true for you. And that's just such a a true thing that we have to realize that I think for me, it really highlights just the the taking responsibility mm. for not just what you do, but also what and not just, and also not just what you say, but what you think and what you feel, and yeah. and it just highlights the tremendous power of your imagination. And in that, if you're thinking something, if you're imagining a scenario that doesn't exist yet. It, it actually starts to have a real impact. Mm. The universe is reading that loud and clear just the way as if you were actually embodying and living that, which all the work from a Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this at yeah. length. And I feel like that's why practices like meditation are so important because when you meditate, you are literally training your mind. You are training your attention and your intention. And although you can 110% manifest without meditating, it's a lot harder and you are putting yourself at a disservice. Whereas if you learn how to meditate and you can train your attention, your intention, you're more aware of what you're thinking about and you realize that you are actually not your thoughts, you are the observer of your thoughts, then you just become so much more detached from your thoughts and you're able to redirect your mind with so much more ease. Yeah, I think it's about realizing that when you're not choosing your thoughts and you're not being intentional with your thoughts, it's not like your mind just stops, right? It's not like, oh, yeah, it just keeps going. It's just now it's doing it uncontrollably. Controllably. And so if the universe is reading what you're entertaining inside of your head and you're just letting it go all over the place, mm-hmm. chances are it's going to go towards lack, it's going to go towards scarcity, fear, self-preservation, survival, and all the stuff that we're also being programmed with by all the things that we consume all the time. So true. And then it's hijacking our vibration. I, I love this next one. Worrying is using your imagination to create something you don't want. Oh, so Uh, good. I know, right? Worrying is using your imagination to create something that you don't want. Oh, it's so tricky, right? Because the brain convinces. I've been doing that so much in the last two days. So I I, I, I do it all the time. No, I know, but I've been really mean the last two days. I've been worrying. I've been in a spiral. I've been in a mental 
shit tsunami. Yeah. I have literally been <laughs> in a tornado of shit. That's a visual I don't want to entertain. I, I've just been so in my head. I've been circling. I've been spiraling. And I haven't been like this in so long. And I just, I need to remember how important it is to catch myself I, out. I think what's important is, is that we realize that worrying is not a virtue and it's not useful. Mm. It's like we, we unconsciously believe like it's like our body rewards us for worrying as if we are going to survive better. And on the one hand, I get that. It's like, it makes sense. A little bit of worry makes sense, right? Like you, if a hurricane is coming, maybe I should close the windows and board them up or something. That's you worrying about the windows breaking, mm-hmm. but that's not really how we use it 99.9% of the time. We're sitting there all day long rehearsing all the stuff that might go wrong in the future. And then you're just, you're not actually doing anything about it. It's not like you're actually taking some aversive action. You're just feeling those negative emotions, worrying about it, communicating with other people about it. Then they're like, oh my God, that would be so terrible. And then it's it's just, I think we have to realize that when you catch yourself doing that, this is why it's so important, like what she's saying. You have to realize you, this isn't just some fickle thing that doesn't really matter. It's on the one hand, you're wasting part of your life that you're not enjoying. But on the other hand, you're also actually creating that. Can I say? So yeah. I think that what I would ask myself, just not to like love and light it and being like, don't worry, because sometimes worry comes from like a deep thing that we're feeling. I feel like For example, I've just booked myself in to go see someone to do some somatic releasing in like two weeks. I think that rather than just focusing on letting your mind worry and just kind of go off with the fairies, ask yourself, what are you worrying about? Will this matter in five years? Will this matter in three months? Will this matter in three days? And then so get the scale on where the worry is, like how concerning it is. And then ask yourself, like, is there something that I need to release? Do I need to go talk to someone? Do I need to figure something out? Is there something that I need to solve here? Is there an end at this worry? Like, is this a problem that has a solution or is this just a never ending loop that I need to catch myself out on? Because I do believe sometimes when we worry, there is something like deep within us that actually needs to be released. And sometimes it's just the energy. For me, it's just this energy swirling in me. So you have to release it, talk it out, move through it, do something to to get it out rather than just saying, oh, don't worry about it. It's okay. How can you move through it? How can you feel it? How can you actually transmute it and then move on? Because I think a lot of the times worries come from stuck energy that we're actually not giving ourselves time and space to process. 100%. I actually also think sometimes on a a total flip side, I think sometimes worrying is probably also a form of procrastination. Like I, I know myself quite often, I'll catch myself i'll be sitting there worrying about something and then demotivating myself and and then i could be doing something right this moment that moves myself positively towards the better outcome Mm -hmm. the opposite of what the worry is but instead you just spend hours just use it's like resistance uses worrying to demotivate yourself and to convince you that you're working it's like you yes. think that you you think that hey, you're helping your chances but really there's probably something you could be doing mm-hmm. to actually increase your chances of whatever all right next one there are many things that are absolutely true that you don't want active in your vibration because you don't want to live them we would say we would not give any of our attention to any of those things that are true unless they felt good when we thought about them So what this one made me think about is that, once again, we have a virtue, 
we have a virtue in our society to to think that it's important to think about negative things and once again it's always about finding the middle ground right it's like this isn't about an absolute some people think that if you never think about negative things you have your head stuck in the sand and it's like i would say that definitely consider negative scenarios and crises and challenges that exist but i think the way that we currently in general as a society look at those things is we are consumed by them i know my subjective algorithm on social media is obviously trained on whatever i've been interacting with but sometimes i find i just go into a whirlpool of just one negative thing after another yeah and i i think it's really interesting what you're saying here and something that i have discovered on social media is that when you have this approach of like, I don't watch the news, I don't get involved in negative things, you'll get people attacking you and being like, you have to, you need to, that is such a privilege point of view that you are coming from. And I agree, it is a privilege to not look at negative things and to concern your mind with issues and problems, a complete point of privilege. However, I do want to say one thing. I really struggle with how we are so okay as a society dysregulating our nervous system and putting ourselves into fight or flight and putting ourselves into scarcity through just overloading our nervous system, overloading our mind with all of these things, all of these challenges that are happening. We are not any use to anyone when we are threatened, when we don't feel safe, when we're in scarcity, when we're freaking out, when we're in a low kind of state where we we feel helpless and hopeless and like there is no hope, then we're not motivated to make change. So I think there's just such a balance of really allowing ourselves the time and space to look after ourselves and and put our self-care first so we can, when we do look at problems and we do look at issues, that we actually can do something about it. Because I do think we're at a point now in society where people are not reacting to certain things. They're more apathetic. Something will happen and they're like, oh, of course that is because of whatever. And they won't even feel into them. So we're even losing empathy because we are so overloaded. So I think that we have to kind of find this balance of, I had this conversation once with a retreat student and my answer to it was, because she was like, I really struggle with not looking and getting involved because she was an activist at heart, which I really respect. It's not an archetype that I necessarily have within me deeply. Like I'm an activist for certain things, your, but, your balance, but your other star things sign. not. But I think one thing that I, I said to her, I was like, well, because she's like, but I'm so activated that now I'm in overflow and then I just get so drained because I'm this and that. I was like, okay. How about instead of looking at all the things wrong, you just focus on the things that you actually can have direct impact and solutions for, because then you are being of vibrational assistance. So then you are being of physical and spiritual assistance, because if you are worried about the state of children and how people are reacting, it's like, well, then look after and focus on your own children and really give them the time and attention to be a gentle parent, to be a conscious parent, because that's how you're directly impacting the world and instill in them leadership qualities. If they are looking into leadership and do all the best you can with these two little souls, because they're going to have a ripple effect. So, yeah, such an interesting point. Honestly, and I mean, it's something that can be taken out of context so quickly. Oh, yeah. And I totally understand who (laughs) I Like everything. Yeah. There are these mismatches sometimes where we think a certain way, but the reality might be different. For instance, and this could, like I said, this could be taken out of context, right? 
charities mean so well and they are a valuable part of society 100% but you can also see if you did a thought exercise if you imagine that there was someone in the neighborhood who kept coming over to your house and kept say giving you a big bunch of money anytime you needed it it would have a demotivating effect on you after a while because you become reliant mm -hmm. on that However, if on the other hand, somebody was in your neighborhood and you saw them attain success and share how they did it, they were showing, they were being providing an example of how they were creating something, you would then suddenly be inspired within you. It's a totally different, it's the total opposite in a weird way. So there are these weird like currents there. And I think it just, it's what I'm trying to just highlight is, is that we think that If we just pay attention to all this negative stuff, the negative stuff will get better. Mm -hmm. And and the simple fact is if you prescribe to manifestation and you take this knowledge on as, as real, which we do, you realize that like, holy crap, what I focus on expands. And it's not about being willfully ignorant all the time. Sometimes it is about being a little bit delusional, right? Like you have to create your own world inside of your head. And especially, like you said, not to take dysregulating your nervous system as if it doesn't mean anything. It's like well, you, you live in a vibrational universe. If we all start vibrating lower, then guess what? The, the experience starts to become lower on mm. this planet. 100%. So yeah, it's a tricky topic. But as Gandhi said, if you want to change the world, start with yourself. Just chucking out a Gandhi quote. Just throwing in a, just, just butchering a Gandhi quote at the end there. Love it. <laughs> all right. Next. Next one. We would like you to reach the place where you're not willing to listen to people criticize one another, where you take no satisfaction from someone being wrong, where it matters to you so much that you feel good, that you are only willing to think positive things about people. You are only willing to look for positive aspects. You are only willing to look for solutions. You are not willing to beat the drum of all the problems of the world. I love this because just highlighting the same thing we just said. That though is I I don't remember reading this exact quote by Abraham, but I have gotten to a place apart from recently where I've been in my <laughs> two-day hurricane. My two-day hurricane. In general, I don't wish ill on anyone on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm very much getting moving through any past things, sending people love, seeing my flaws and things, not flaws and stuff. And that to me, what she's saying there, and I don't say that to be like, oh my God, look at me. No, I'm saying that because that is something that I've really adapted where I just know that it doesn't work to have hate in my body or jealousy or pain or frustration or anger. Like none of those things have ever served me. They've only ever made me feel just exhausted on some kind of energetic level. And this is coming from someone that has had things happen to her, like even in my adult life that have been really traumatic that I've thought about for like a year that I felt like they have like literally been a, a cord stuck in me, being sucked on every single day. No matter what I did, I felt like I couldn't get rid of it. And now I've just moved to a place where I just have so much oh, peace, mm. so much peace. And when you really focus on just not speaking ill of people, not putting people down. Like I look at people that spend their time destroying people on social media and writing <sighs> comments. Yeah. And I just think I am so sad and upset that people think that this is going to get them somewhere or that it's going to make them feel better or it's going to solve some kind of problem. It's like, no, like it's, it, it just kills you at the end of the day. Yeah. And 
Yeah. And hey, gossip channels are huge. Yeah. Look at TMZ. Yeah. Just talking shit about people all day long and people love it. So yeah, I think sometimes we delude ourselves to think that, oh, we're already so positive. But like when you really take a look at what are the most trending topics, mm. what are the biggest shows, what is the essence of them? It's quite often very verbally abusive, violent. It's about, oh, the air crash disasters, all this stuff. And it's, if you truly understand the connection between what you're paying attention to and how it alters your subjective experience of this reality and how you're contributing to this reality through your energetic essence, mm -hmm. you would start to take a little more responsibility. I think the biggest thing I'd say for this that is a very common thing that I see is a pattern that I see within women. And I used to have this myself and I don't anymore, but I see it rife. And it is that women are triggered quite often by other women that are doing the things that they want to do or have the things that they want to have. And what they do is they will analyze that woman and they will find holes in her success, in her character, in her business and whatever it is. And then they will fixate on those holes and they will try and find ways that person is flawed. And they do that as a way to make them feel better about themselves and basically virtue signal to themselves that, oh, look at me. Oh, look at this thing that she's, oh, she's like that. And they'll make all these assumptions and they'll make this like caricature of this person in order to make themselves feel better. And I see this like crazy and I witness it and I have so many people say it to me and I'm like, oh, I used to do this. And the one thing I'll say to you is if you are doing that, let me tell you, you are absolutely fucking destroying your manifestations because what you are doing is you are sending a signal to the universe that this thing triggers me, this thing activates me, this thing makes me feel bad. So what does it say? It goes, oh, well, you obviously don't want this thing. This is obviously a negative thing. I obviously need to push this thing away from you. Or, and in some cases it goes, I need to push the success away from you, but then I need to amplify this person. Yeah. It's crazy. The universe is just reading your oh, signature. Yep. Okay. I love this next one. When you start relaxing and trusting in your worthiness, which means expecting good things to come to you. Then you open all kinds of doors that you had barred and you let all kind of unseen forces assist you in ways that you were preventing before. Next one. We have three left. Okay. All right. What people do not understand is that you do not choose something by looking at it and shouting, yes, I would like some of that. You make your choices by your attention to things. Mm. In this universe that is based on attraction, when you look at an unwanted thing, your attention to it causes an activation of the vibration within you. And then the law of attraction brings more of it into your experience. Oh, yeah. It's just once again, it's just highlighting the fact that, like, for instance, I expect that most people are good people. Mm. I think most people are great people. They're helpful they are caring. You can trust them. And guess what? The people who I attract in my experience, 99% of the time are exactly that. Mm. But then I also know people who are always on the back foot and they're always saying like, no, no, most people, you cannot trust them. And they're, they're always screwing you over. And when I ask them, have you been screwed over? And they go, oh, yeah, everyone screws me over. And I, I'm like, I see this I see the connection there. That is their perception of reality. That's what they're focusing on. That's the story inside of their head. So they are literally manifesting every bloody person, screwing them over in some way. They're, and then it's it's confirmation bias. The moment it happens, they're like, ah, see, 
I'm right. Like、mm-hmm. they want it to happen. Yeah, because then it refires a reticular activating system. Exactly. Whereas I'm, I'm always looking for the exact opposite. I'll lose my wallet, and someone will return it back to me with like all my money in it. And I'm like, ah,、oh, there you go. I feel like with manifestation, there are things that I have known. Like knowledge-wise, where I'm like, oh, I know this, but I'm not actually embodying it on a vibrational level. So, what I would ask you to to do, listening, is ask yourself as an action step today: Is there something that I know? Maybe it's something about abundance, or maybe it's something about being a cheerleader for other people, or maybe it's something about gratitude that you know works. That is something that will really help you in your manifestation. But instead, you're doing the opposite. So you're actually not applying gratitude. You know about gratitude. And you're like, yeah, yeah, gratitude, and you're saying it to people, but vibrationally in your head, you're constantly tearing things about, and you're constantly complaining. Or maybe you know that it really helps to be a cheerleader for other people and to to look at other people's success as something that is an example of what's possible for you. But instead, you feel really threatened by success. Like whatever it is that you have in your head that maybe you're not highlighting to other people, go and do work on that thing because whatever that trigger is, that is actually the biggest. Thing that you can go into to activate such a huge transformation, because when you can start to transmute your vibration, and when you can start to change how you energetically feel about things—not just what you say or what you tell people, but what you energetically feel. That's when it's going to shift everything. Big time. That's where the biggest breakthrough will be, right? A hundred percent. It's actually letting you know where the work needs to be、mm-hmm. done. If every time when you pay for the groceries, you're feeling that ping in your gut, that you're feeling your abundance is being activated, and you feel like you're in lack, then really dive into your money story. Dive into where that is coming from. That is where you get to do the work, and then that is where you're going to have the biggest shift and the biggest change. Okay, second last one. So. We would decide that my mood is my top priority.、Mm. I'm going to wear it as the badge I was born to wear. My mood is going to be evident to everyone, and the mood that I wish to impart, the mood that I wish to share, the mood that I wish to inspire, is the mood of positive expectation for me and all that I see.、Mm. I love that because sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I'll let myself just get frazzled. I'll get up and then I'll pick up my phone and I'll just start like looking at whatever's come in overnight from all the different time zones around the world, and it takes my vibration into all these different directions. It starts making me think. Might, like the phone starts to control how I think, and it rarely makes me think positively and excited and inspired. It's usually not that. Apart from me- when there's manifesting notifications it, it, on the phone, right? That's why we have that inside of manifesting exactly, so that my when my phone literally goes ding, it's something. It's making me remember. But I, I love this. It actually made me think before about maybe making a playlist of three songs that are super positive and uplifting, and literally listening to them every morning as soon as I wake up,、mm-hmm. just to wake myself up, but also to trigger. And imprint a certain mood that you can then rely on always being put into through that.、Mm. It's just highlighting to me just how important this thing that we think isn't that important—your mood, how you're feeling—you're like, oh yeah, whatever. It's this thing I could change it easily. It doesn't really matter. Whatever bad mood is a bad mood, and yeah, that's true on the one hand. But on the other hand, this is so much more important. And significant than you think. It doesn't just impact you; it impacts your future. It impacts the universe. It impacts the people around you. So- yeah, th- this for me actually has 
the idea of mood is one of the big reasons why I'm so obsessed with outsourcing because when there is something in my work that makes me feel frustrated and annoyed and, oh, this is like a grind and I hate this and this I'm not enjoying this, I'm like, okay, well, this is an opportunity for me to give abundance to someone else to that actually likes this thing that is going to have a positive reaction to this because they're going to get funds for this. That is always my opportunity to basically exchange my low mood and pay to basically not feel it. That's how I feel about when I hire someone to do things. And I think that when you start to realize how important like mood and vibration and your energy is, you'll start to look for ways that rather you can upskill to make more money, to be able to pay people to do other things for you and then circulate abundance Or you will ask yourself, like, what are the things, like maybe you're working and you can't like outsource your stuff, but ask yourself, like, what are the things that you can do in between those moments that you're working that is going to raise your vibe? So if you are working at a job, a nine to five, and you're really not enjoying it, do not spend your whole entire lunch break on social media scrolling and looking at everyone's European destination photos in August. That's going to make you feel so shit about yourself when you go back to your cubicle. Like have a high vibe playlist, go and eat your lunch somewhere that you like, spend time in nature, take a picnic blanket, like do those little things that are really the big things that are going to have an impact on how you feel. Yeah, no, I love that. I think it's about not tolerating the intolerable, right? Mm -hmm. If you notice maybe there's something in your environment that always ticks you off a little bit, and maybe your chair makes a weird sound, or maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, your keyboard is sticky or something, and every day you're like, ah, I hate this thing. Maybe ask yourself, like, is there something you could do just so that you notice, if you notice it's shifting your vibration and there's something you could do about it, maybe go and do that Mm -hmm. because it's more important than you might previously realize. It's not just, oh, yeah, I have my little moment with it. It's like, "Mm, this might be playing a bigger role than you previously realized. I think anything that is repeatedly coming up is such a sign to be like, okay, why do you still feel frustrated about that? Like, why haven't you done something about that yet? And this last one is actually quite relevant for myself because I often notice myself when I do my human design personality test, it tells me that my two big challenges in this life are frustration and rushing. Mm -hmm. Like I, I catch myself rushing, right? So this says, everything you want is coming. Relax and let the universe pick the timing and the way. You just need to trust that what you want is coming and watch how fast it comes. This is, we can get caught in this trap of thinking that we have to do, do, do in order to get to where we're going. And meanwhile, sometimes there comes a point quite often, in fact, where the receiving is just as important as the like moving towards. Surrender. Yeah, surrendering and and trusting, knowing, having faith, like it's going to work out. And then that also allows you to be in a better mood and to really enjoy the journey. And yeah, I think this is such an untapped thing for most people. I feel like we are currently in a time-space reality where we are very much as a society in masculine energy. So we are in this taking action, doing, hustling energy. It has really been like that for a while and that's like the echo. And I think that it's important to talk about taking action when it comes to manifesting because I feel like manifesting sometimes gets a bit of flack because people who are and say, oh, you're just like laying down and expecting the universe to like make all these things appear. It's like, well, no, like manifesting 
manifesting does take action. It takes, it is a, it's a two way dance between you and the universe. It's a co creation. And I think that we have to sit back and we have to realize as much as it does require us to take action, it also requires us to trust, to surrender, to let go, to release, to really trust that what will be will be because we believe that it works. Yeah. When we really, if you really believe that it worked, that it was going to come to you, that it was going to happen, then how would you feel then? How would you sit? How would you stand? How would your shoulders be? And this is why I do elevate. Take a deep breath, roll your shoulders back, elongate your spine. Think about something that you're grateful for. That to me, that elevate practice at the beginning of every single one of these podcasts and the thing that I teach whenever I teach anyone, I do it multiple times. That to me is getting into the energy of receiving, relaxing. shifting your mood, right? shifting. I remember I saw a great example of a positive piece of content that I came across recently was some guy, he was on the beach and he was talking about manifestation. He gave this example. He said, imagine you were watching the television and the lottery numbers were announced and they were your numbers. And so you've just won the lottery and it's been confirmed and wow, holy crap, you just got $10 million, but it's going to take like a couple of weeks, it's going to take two, three weeks before everything kind of gets processed and the money is actually in your bank account. But how would you feel? It's been confirmed. You won the lottery. It's not in your bank account yet. What's coming? And so you can apply that same thinking about whatever it is that you're manifesting, that level of faith, that level of trust, that like, I know it's it's happening. It's guaranteed. It's confirmed. It's mm-hmm. solid. It's real. It's already here. It's just not quite physically here just yet but it already exists i've already created it's already been confirmed and like embodying that that energy with whatever it is that you're moving towards oh you know what so true my biggest manifestation this year came through from a divine act of surrender a complete letting go and a trust Mm -hmm. and oh it happens so fast Mm -hmm. literally in less than 12 hours bang. And I think there was a lot of action that got me to the point for that thing to happen, but the actual unfolding of it was very, very fast from the moment that I literally said, I surrender, I don't know, I'm letting go. Yeah. I feel like it's absolutely possible to keep whatever it is that you want perpetually at at arm's reach Mm. if you keep staying in that chasing wishing, wanting, hoping, wanting, 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 that that energy, which really is just the vibration of it's not here. It's not here. You don't have trust that it's actually going to come. That's why you're constantly talking about it so much and you keep like pining for it. But meanwhile, if you could just relax Mm -hmm. and feel the ease and mood, the positive mood and joy that you think you're going to feel once you have whatever it is that you want, then it might just arrive, you know, literally overnight. Mm -hmm. So it's also why you and I talk about thinking about the negatives of the manifestation, integrating it, because when you can integrate the positives and the negatives, you will get to a closer point of neutrality. And when you are neutral, that's really when you are surrendering. And I think sometimes people, I've had some comments actually, when people hear us talk about us integrating the negatives and thinking about the bad things, they're like, this is against all the manifestation advice I've ever heard. But I'm like, well, 
what happens if you are someone that is constantly just upping something so much that you're so desperate? It's like neutrality is so big. It is huge. When you can get to that neutral, surrendered, trusting, releasing, deep exhale, shoulders back, unclenched jaw, yeah. magical things are going to happen. Taking it off the pedestal. Mm-hmm. Making Selecting it, real. it like it was just something at a supermarket. That's right. Well, this is great. Let us know if you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to share it out on social media, spread those good vibes, and just know that it's okay to feel the bad vibes as well. This is not about either or all. This is about the human experience. You are going to have up days. You are going to have down days. And those down days or those rough patches, they are there just to highlight how good life usually is. And they're there to teach you something. So ask yourself, what can you learn in this chapter? What are you growing through? And what is it helping you? become. Yeah. I just think it's so important to remember that when it comes to life, because it's easy to think that things are always going to be going well, but you know, life isn't always sunshine and rainbows. It's finding the middle. Always. The middle way. All right. We're sending you so much love and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you for joining me for this episode. You can discover more from Mindspo on Instagram and TikTok by following at Mindspo and myself at Rochelle underscore Fox. If this episode inspired you, then please pass it on and share the love. And if you're new to our world and you want to elevate your mind and step into your best self, then be sure to download our app Manifesty from the App Store and take advantage of the free trial. With Manifesty, you can create your own vision board movies, practice powerful meditations and set affirmation reminders so your phone supports your journey towards that abundant vision of your future. And lastly, always remember, you create your own reality. So go and make some magic.